This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are reviewing the Hostile City Showdown from 1994. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my brother Aaron. Oh, and congratulations, you said it properly. Yes, I did. And of course, ECW's Chad Austin. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and we are, we are hoping like hell that my internet doesn't fuck us on this week's show. But anyway. It will. Uh, I will. That's it why I, it definitely will. Your internet stinks so bad that even all the jokes that I wrote down, I'm not even going to look forward to you telling them. <laughs> like it's it, it's going to crap out way before a Tommy Cairo match. It, your your internet is as bad as watching Tommy Cairo. It's embarrassing. It's brutal, and it should be a, a crime in a lot of. I don't know about where you guys are in Ohio, but. It's probably a crime here in Baltimore because we're a major city. It's not a crime here in Ohio because we're not in a major city. It's uh, well, it's, we're, it's, we're, it's we're a, a top guy city. It's a legal abuse. Um, so, other than my internet, who's had a worst week this week? Chad, is it is it Brian Kendrick or Shane McMahon? Brian Kendrick got fired from two different companies in like two days, and Shane McMahon got fired from a job he never even had. Well, I don't know. Let me ask you. If Brian Kendrick got fired from two different companies and nobody's seen him for, what, I don't know, seven years? <laughs> I, I mean, and Shane gets fired, and the only reason why he lights a fire in your ass is because his last name is McMahon, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. Well, and I don't even hate the, I don't even hate, I don't even hate the McMahon name as much as a lot of people do, but... I pictured this. I pictured the thing from uh, Seinfeld, the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer has the job, but he doesn't even really work there. You know, I'm watching Seinfeld right now. It's it's the it's Golden Boy, the shirt. Ah, oh, love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching, yeah. Like, well, I mean, why? Honestly, who who do you think has more money to fall back on to not have to have a job? Oh yeah, Spanky? Shane McMahon for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Shane McMahon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the I'm sure the spanky money isn't piled to the ceiling. Yeah, that that whole PWA run that he had, you know, <laughs> for Shawn Michaels' company back in like '97. I don't think that holds up. And if you're Shane McMahon, how do you get fired from the WWE, WWE for booking bad creative? <laughs> this whole building should be empty. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> what is their idea of bad creative? <laughs> and, and when did that become a thing? Yeah. Didn't anybody ever see the Great Khali? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where are you guys at during the whole entire Great Khali thing? Or the past fifteen years? Well, I can put it on right now and tell you the past fifteen minutes. <laughs> 
I think it's it, it's so hard to watch that I think Jess was going to divorce me. <laughs> like you can't watch this in my house. But she wasn't that. even going to divorce me because she didn't want to be with me. She just didn't want to be with somebody who's going to watch this crap. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? I go, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I haven't figured this out yet. I think they're going to, I think they're going to find, I don't know. Didn't somebody need a doctor or something? I, yeah, I, well, I, I got lost in the whole entire brawl. Uh, you know, it's three hours, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's boring. It's, it's definitely boring. And, Speaking of of interesting creative, I won't call it bad creative. There's some there's some weird creative during this show. We're about to review the Hostile City Showdown 1994 at the ECW Arena. One thing I did want to put in context here that I was looking at um, the just a show because we keep talking about it on the show over and over again. You know, at this time, wrestling fans were looking for a change. The other two bigger, the big two products were suffering because of again bad creative and things like that. The ECW Arena show here, according to the Pro Wrestling Torch, has an attendance of 1,300, okay, at the ECW Arena, which I looked it up, and that could be accurate because they, the, Wikipedia says the the um, capacity for that building is 1,300. Sure. So if you, if you have 1,300 in the ECW Arena, WCW, the night before, ran a show in Columbia, South Carolina, with Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat on top, with an estimated attendance of seven hundred, makes so sense. So that you know that's you, you see the 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 what I want to say the state of of general pro wrestling in general the big leagues you know and ECW at this point just still being kind of a cult indie is putting more butts in seats than WCW with Flair and Steamboat on top. I just thought that was kind of interesting to show the perspective we well, were talking about. I mean. Aaron, you could probably attest to this. The reason why the Ric Flair Rick Steamboat match didn't draw so well is because you know who wasn't on the undercard? Rock and Rebel. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the at the time the AOL emails were. You know, where is Rebel? <laughs> the, the, the this is the message boards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Archie Mitchell is flooding. There it is already. Three minutes into the show, you already got the Archie Mitchell plug. Just just flooding the inundating AOL on the, on the dial-up. Get it? Get the Archie Mitchell reference out of the way, so we can get into the show. Right? This is uh, the I put a this show's already better because Joey's back when we start this show. What? No more Adnan Verk. <laughs> <laughs> Or who's that guy they got now? I don't even know. I don't even know his name. I don't know their names anymore. I don't have any idea. Jimmy they, Smith. What Jimmy WWE? Smith? Yeah, like the, I don't know. I don't even. I don't even remember their names anymore. The the, the play by play. Oh, guys. speaking of that, I'm gonna put on the UFC. I forgot that was on today. First time I saw Jimmy Smith, I was like, they got Hank from Breaking Bad to do fucking Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Enough already. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> all right. That's, all right. You follow me at Chad. <laughs> yeah, that's the show, folks. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. 
But yes, Joey Styles is back on play-by-play here at Hostel City Showdown, and we start this match off, or this event off, with a match between Tommy Dreamer and Hack Myers. Uh. And as they uh, begin this, Joey is beating us above about the head with the fact that they're thinking Tommy Dreamer is going to be the NWA Rookie of the Year. Tommy Dreamer gets Boy. booed. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, granted, nobody wants to put that I worked for the Savoldis on the resume. <laughs> you know what I mean? And expect to get a job somewhere else. But he worked for the Savoldis for like three years. He worked that big fat guy Curly Mo. <laughs> <laughs> and Curly Mo worked that big fat guy Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> well, whatever, hello, whatever spin you want to put on it. It was two fat guys. It, it was like that old school wrestling match where the two fat guys just bump each other in the bellies. <laughs> Until one guy falls out of the ring. And it, because he can't get back in the ring, he's the loser. Happy Humphrey and that's some other big fat schlub. Yeah. Happy Humphrey and Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> There's a matchup of the century. <laughs> Dream match if I ever heard one. Um, this match is... I mean, it happened. I, I don't have a lot written down on it other than the fact that Dreamer's getting booed. Dreamer sucks chance. Let's go hack chance. So these people are not responding to Tommy Dreamer the way that the way that they're expected to or the way that apparently Polly wants them to. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought Dreamer stunk, honestly. I mean, for a lack of a better word, because I'm not a wordsmith over here. But as far as what they did, I didn't think it was a bad opening match, right? I mean, sure. the work was solid, huh? I just it was kind of slow and plotting for me, but I mean, it was what it was. But it was an opener. What yeah. what would you want him to do? Jushin Liger? No, but also, I mean, they could have because Joey in commentary said that Tommy Dreamer wrestles like a super, like a junior heavyweight. Well, that's Joey Styles' fault for saying that. I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Who put words in Joey Styles' mouth? <laughs> You're kidding me. He said that for real? Yes, because I wrote it down. Like, like I wrote it now. That's Polly was, was like, we want to get across the fact that he works like a junior heavyweight. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was. I don't think it was the word. Maybe I'm biased because I'm friends with Hack. Or I was friends with Hack. And, and let's be honest, I don't like Tommy Dreamer. You can put that on the fucking show, and I don't like Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> and I still didn't. I, I still didn't think it was god awful, but mm-hmm. you're considering it was the first match on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Well, like like I said, I didn't. I didn't write anything bad or good about it, really. So yeah, I mean, it. it I mean, it wasn't awful. And like Chad said, I mean, it, yeah, it is the opening match. It can't be. Uh, it can't be you know, a five-star classic, or I mean, it, I guess it can be, but at this time, if you're opening up a quote-unquote independent show, um, you start off with two, you know, because you got a lot of guys on here that, you know, are are coming up. You're trying to get Tommy over, put him in the match, let it happen, you know, see what Well, happens. Hack's biggest problem was um, he didn't have any, he didn't have any liaisons in the locker room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he had nobody that was going to go to bat for him because he didn't know anybody. Okay. He, he was a Baltimore guy like me and Axel and Ian. And I, I don't think there was any other Baltimore guys in the crew, but Axel and Ian are, are getting phased out. And there was Hack. 
And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he, he just didn't think like there was anything there for him because I, although he did get the Florida run, I'll give him that. Well, and overall, I, I'm assuming, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, you knew him, so you'd probably know. I'm assuming as time went on, he did gain some respect and stuff in the locker room and with Paul because he does wind up being in the company for quite some time. Because he showed up. <laughs> that makes sense. No, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's the God's honest truth. Like he, he just showed up. He, he was another body in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And Paul said, well, look at this fucking guy. He's awful to look at. He just keeps coming back though. <laughs> he, he's terrible in the ring. Let's do something with him. I mean, Fit right in, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much at that at that time. Yeah, I mean, like uh, you know, like like I said, me and Hack were weren't the, we we were good friends, and then we ended up not being the best of friends. But yeah, I like like Hack just didn't he, he didn't know how to politic, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't know how to get himself over in the locker room, so he was stuck. Just you know, maybe you'll go over. Maybe you'll lose the rebel or something. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no clear vision for Hack Myers here. Like metal maniac calls and he's like, "Hey, Paul, I'm looking for a job." And he's like, "I got, I got one of you now. I got Hack Myers." Hey, we, we don't need you, man. <laughs> need this guy months. lives in the. I, I just sent the check to the last house on the left. <laughs> and, and I hope he gets there. And there's Hack living like on the first house on the right, running down the block. <laughs> chasing the mailman looking for the check from hhg well i, I, Tommy, think, I don't think i definitely didn't think it was as bad as you thought it was <laughs> tommy wins the match with a splash off the top rope and the crowd boos him so nothing changes here this didn't do any uh anybody in the match any favors um the next match is supposed to happen but doesn't it is our man chad austin versus don e allen and the match never happens because, as is as is Chad's curse here in ECW, out comes nine one one, and uh, choke slams both participants. Well, somebody on the independents that has some money should book the final match between me and Donnie Allen because you can't have nine one one come out. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a great angle. That's a great angle. We can finally do this shit. <laughs> Like me, me and Donnie are out there. They play my music, play his music. We get in the ring and we're just standing there, and we're just waiting for Frankenstein to hit, <laughs> and, and it doesn't. And then we stare across the ring like not knowing, at each other. Yeah, not, not knowing what the hell to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, what What do you, you want to do? Like, oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> at this point, one of us would already be choke slammed. <laughs> we literally no. never we literally never thought it would come to this ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah it was, it's like the last tango in tampa well, yeah, after I, the, I, I don't know um you guys know he's still alive right who one one nine one one i have no uh, chance no he's, he's not, not he's not dead there's no not, chance uh i looked him up he's not that dead. don't give a shit no yeah, he's not dead how often did he did he refresh that shit <laughs> Same, he's not dead. He, he's dead. Well, sorry, Chad. You can't do your angle yet. So I, I, I can get my heat back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can call the local promoter James Ellsworth and say book me in nine one one, and he's gonna put me over. I think cancer already beat him. 
I, I don't believe that he's still alive. I think that's I, all. I, I, I don't either. I swear to God he was dead. <laughs> yeah, me too. There, there's no chance. I, I don't know what, what, what QAnon website Aaron's fucking on over there. NWO web. He lives in West Creek, New Jersey, and has eight children. Of course he does. <laughs> and he's dead. He's just choked <laughs> on him. <laughs> also, what you're saying is he, he he had a whole herd of kids that he could practice choke slamming on. Yeah. Well, then why was he so terrible? At it? He named he named one of them Chad. He named one of them Donnie. Donnie. Mikey. <laughs> Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> Who, who's the uh, good heart kid? Oh, uh, Joel. Uh, yeah, Joel, Joel, Hart. Joel Hart. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did. I can. I can name a ton of them. Named another one, Pee Wee. Yeah, I can. Name, I can name a ton of fucking hams. <laughs> <laughs> just we, we were all just sitting there together, you know. Just like, all right, well, who's first? Well, we'll get, I'll take yeah, it who, first because right, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's not gonna just drop me. <laughs> no, you. You want to be the guy that takes it first so he doesn't kill you. He'll do the first one right. It's the third, fourth, and fifth one that's going to break somebody's back. So we'll give it to fucking Joe Goodhart or uh, Dino Sendeloaf, whatever his name is. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? You, you got to be smart about that because you're like, you know, look, I mean, look, look at the aesthetics of it. It's up down, right? And then you gotta put you gotta put your his hand on your lower back to lower you down. Watch the second and third choke slam of anybody he's ever done. That piece of garbage, who's dead by the way. Um, I'm telling you, he's dead. He 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 can't he can't do a second or third choke slam without hurting some somebody. He just dumps you unceremoniously. Just dumps you. Mm-hmm. And then you, you're laying there, and you look at Mikey, like, writhing in pain, thinking, like, all right, he's waiting for the next spot. No, he's not. Fucking this guy just dumped him on his head and shoulders. It is, it, it is, it is ugly, 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 the deeper you get into it uh, with the choke slams from uh, 911. After Chad and Donnie get choke slammed, Todd Gordon <laughs> comes out. Oh, yeah, but did, Sorry, did you know that Todd, Todd is Jewish? Gordon? Yeah, I I don't I don't think I did. Well, they made a they made a mention of it on the broadcast, like that was going to make a difference of me watching your product or not. Like literally, Joey Styles goes, "Oh, here's Todd Gordon, who is Jewish." I didn't even catch that. He did. That's so weird. <laughs> I, I I wrote down here. I got it right here. It says, "I hope Aaron caught that." I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> Like is is nine one one going to grab him and be like, "Oh shit, you're a Jew! I can't joke slam you." I I, I I have no idea why that had anything to do right. with yeah. it. <laughs> Next week they're going to let us know he's Hasidic Jew. It'll, the, the the story develops as we move on with Todd Gordon. Um, well, he comes out and he he shows Paulie down, and then nine one one choke slams Todd Gordon. Um, Dude, how big was that pop? It was a big pop. (laughs) It was an ugly choke slam, but it was a big pop. Dude, Todd Gordon's terrible. But it it was uh, uh, in the arena. I I wasn't watching the monitor at that exact moment. But, you know, I think I was walking around like 
just doing something. And then I heard the pop and then I ran over to the monitor and I'm like, what happened? And they're like, oh, he just, now I wanted to choke slam Todd Gordon. And, and and didn't like a bunch of us run out there? No, no, I was already in the ring, right? Getting beat up. Yeah, Tommy came out there. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer Tyro? comes out. No, Tommy Dreamer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember like, yeah, it was, all, it was it was a whole big thing. But I do remember like watching it on the monitor and being like, like, you know, missing the whole most of it, but then catching at the very end of it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I wrote, I don't know, Dreamer stinks. <laughs> and he does. I think I wrote he... it three or four times, and he went, it matches. He wasn't even in. <laughs> just a just a running thought. Yeah, just a, a subconscious, a subconscious. This fucking guy. Well, Dreamer Fuck. eats a choke slam. The crowd chants nine one one. You know, as awful as nine one one was, he was over with this crowd. This whole deal was over at this time. Um, you Dude, can't deny he was that. super over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know what killed it, right? Him going to WCW? Well, way before that. Okay. Can, can you imagine this? This fucking, what, six foot ten? What is that what he was? Something was. in that foot, area. Whatever yeah. it was. This fucking goof tried to tell Paulie that he wants to have matches. Like, regular matches. Oof. <laughs> we all know Paulie's smarter than that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was there. I, I heard the tail end of it. And he's like, you don't understand, Al. Like, you're a gimmick. This is the gimmick. And he tried to explain to Paul that he's much more than that. Well, you're much more than not employed. Go have a match with Lex Luger on Nitro. Yeah, there <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened. That's what happened. The, the, the $300 that I'm going to give you tonight and the $300 that they're going to give you on WCW. As for, big for losing the who did you say it was Alex Wright Luger uh, oh, he, lost, he, he lost, it probably lost Alex Wright too because I don't think he won a match in WCW but yes yeah. I mean that that's that's just the guy that just didn't get it you know what I mean mm-hmm. he he just didn't understand because he thought he was whatever six ten three hundred pounds that oh yeah I should be a world beater but your fucking leather jacket your leather jacket with the fringes. That's only going to go so far. What you know? Once you you pretend like you're going to lock up, mm-hmm. and the crowd knows that you can't. The it's, definition you, of you should stay in your lane. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he he didn't know how to do that, Nate. I'm telling you that that was that was his biggest problem is that he didn't um he he didn't know like where his bread was buttered. You know, mm-hmm. like like look at Goldberg in WCW. How long was it until he worked a match? It, you know, it was a long, well, I mean, he, but the first, okay, the first one probably that he worked that was even remotely long, other than the one where <laughs> Regal shot on him and made him wrestle him, um, was probably the longest. It, it was until he, wasn't it until he wrestled Hogan in the Georgia Dome? Like they had an actual match, if you want to call it an act. You know what I mean, though? Like an actual. Well, yeah, because was that the whole entire deal of running the, the streak? Right. Was so they can book it for that one match, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this guy. There's a reason why this guy's beating guys in two two, two seconds. <laughs> you don't want to see him work, right? The next deal here is the dog collar match, which I was not impressed with. Taz and the yeah. Pitbull. Um, yeah, this was this was rough. 
I don't know. And I like Taz, but this was rough, guys. I don't know. I don't know if you agree, Chad, or I, I just – it's not great. Dude, I, I, I must have been oh, seven minutes into the match before I realized it was a dog collar match. <laughs> well, yeah, here's, here's my thing. Like, I was watching the match, and, you know, they're doing the turnbuckle gimmick. You know, you got to drag your guy to all four turnbuckles or whatever. But then one of them went for a pin. Oh, and I was like, "What? What? <laughs> you you can you can also pin? I don't understand. You know the 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 ultimate <laughs> goal here. Well, didn't he win with a pin? Yeah, and, but like to me, a dog collar match is the drag to. Well, okay, I guess I would say you do one or the other. You don't do both. You either do the four corners gimmick or you do a pinfall. Um, it's kind of like having guys being able to be pinned in a battle royal. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, dude. In, in, in my world, um, you know, I'm not a booker. None of us are, are bookers, right? But I could think of 15 different ways you could have booked a finish to a dog collar match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's always the one where slides behind, you know, or. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm just going, that's crappy. <laughs> like, what, what what does Cornette always say? Lazy booking. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> ways. Like, it was, because you're going, <laughs> like, everybody in the world can see the other guys hitting, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, man, I, I can't, I can't believe, it. you know, maybe that was, you know, maybe because that was so early in the 90s that it wasn't as overdone as it is nowadays, but just watching, I'm just going, that's just lazy booking right there. You know, why, why are you doing this? I, I would have just, honestly, I would have just had fucking Taz beat the shit out of the pit bull. Cause you know, who's going somewhere and who's not going somewhere. Well, and on top of that, that works too, because in the end you're going to have the, obviously we know Pitbull two comes out and now he's making his ECW debut. Just have Taz beat the shit out of the pit bull. And you can still get to Pitbull 2 coming, you know, because now he's coming to help his buddy or whatever. And that, you know, that works too. <laughs> I just beat up all the fucking Pitbulls. And then Taz could have been like an animal fucking cruelty person. He's call the, up Pitbulls. Call, yeah, call, week, call, the, call the ASPCA. I was say the next week, the, we're, you know, we're going to get recap championship wrestling. We always do out of these fucking <laughs> The video of this would be that fight, would be that Sarah McLaughlin song. Oh. Yeah, he abused animals. <laughs> and show the pit bulls with black eyes and brief yeah. biceps. And yeah. yeah, arms of an angel's playing. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking pit bulls. Good and Lord. And Chase is like, please donate. I need to help my pit bulls. It's, it's not bad enough that we can't get rid of one pit bull. It's bad enough that they got to. We're gonna bring another one in. <laughs> who, who? At least, dude. I'm telling you, Anthony. I I don't think I've ever met a tougher dude than Anthony. I've seen that dude get into fights that were, um, you know, it's it's unexplainable of how he would like clean a house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there was a bar about eight, nine, ten blocks, not not too far from the arena that a few of us would go to and something happened and I watched this guy just, he, it was like a battle royal. 
And all you had to do was throw the guys out the front door. And there's Anthony just he's got one guy on his shoulders like a fireman's carry while he's carrying one guy in a body slams <laughs> position. And he's just he's still beating up people. And <laughs> I, I'm just going, I am so glad that I am on this guy's good side. So I mean, was that like was he was he the guy that uh what do I want to say? He wasn't the aggressor, but if you fucked with him, you were going to get fucked up. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. Yeah. Anthony didn't even, like, I don't even think Anthony even liked wrestling, honestly, to tell you the truth. Mm. Like, he was doing it because it was just a thing to do. Because, I mean, as far as I know, as far as I know, he just sold steroids. Like, that was that was his gimmick, that you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think he gave a fuck. And, <laughs> I mean... You, you've seen the match where he lands on his head, right? Yes. How the fuck can anybody get up from that? <laughs> it's like it's like Lesnar. It's like when Lesnar landed on his head. It's you have to have the strongest neck <laughs> that's possibly yeah. human. Yeah. I mean, everybody talks about the fucking Mike Awesome bump or whatever. Goes look at Pitbull too <laughs> doing a, a dive or whatever where he just lands on his head. How are you not dead? Yeah. <laughs> and he gets and he gets up. And he does the independent wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> like those. And you're like, yeah, man. That fuck that guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no time for this, buddy. Aaron, any more thoughts on this dog collar debacle? No, nope, just like I like you guys were saying, it's stupid that it ends in a pinfall. It's like what, what what are they doing? It it's that's even in my notes. Like it's like one two three, and then it's like wait what? Like I put yeah, the, like, terrible the finish. Now you guys said like Pitbull fresh out of prison shows up. Next <laughs> Taz. He had a new tag. The next matchup, and I wrote down, holy shit! I'm only 26 minutes into this show. The next matchup is the Bruise Brothers versus the ECW champion Shane Douglas and. Mr. Lex Luger Hughes here. The Bruce brothers who are still there, by the way. Yes, still around. These guys are like a bad dream. Like, you just have it every day. And you're like, what are you still doing here? Don't you guys have phones? Isn't Memphis calling? Hasn't Cornette called it lately? What's that band that they they used to be a deal with? In Memphis. The, the band that came on TV and said that they, these guys were like they were sponsoring that the, the Harris Brothers. Oh God, I don't even remember. I know what you're talking about, but I don't even remember the name of the band. Yeah, it was some fucking big country band came out and said, "Yeah, we're gonna sponsor these the Blue Denim Bruise Brothers, the Harris Boy, the Sawyer Brown band." Is that okay? It? That that makes sense. The Sawyer Brown did a lot with wrestling back during this time, so that makes total sense. But yeah, I don't I don't remember, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're right. It was probably Sawyer Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know because they they went they went they went to WWF and and did an in your house thing with Jeff Jarrett. So yeah, they probably there's probably a connection there. So you're probably right. It was probably them. Yeah, well let's just throw Sawyer Brown under the bus. <laughs> I'm, I'm with and, you. throw him under the variety the club bus. Sawyer yeah. Brown with the the blue denim booze brothers. <laughs> And then they saw their tattoos and were like, never mind. Yeah. Get away from you guys. This is a PR crisis waiting to happen. <laughs> and, the, and the guy from whatever it is, Buzz Sawyer Band said, um, can't, can't we do something with the Moondogs? 
Like, why do we got to be with these fucking goofs? <laughs> but Buzz Sawyer Brown. It brings such a whole other level to it. Buzz Sawyer Brown. I like it. <laughs> the Buzz Sawyer Brown band. Buzz Sawyer, <laughs> so it's Buzz Sawyer and Bob Brown? Ooh. Oh, good night. <laughs> oh, so, so what are you trying to reignite St. Louis? <laughs> like, the, the Central States at this point was already a dead territory. But if you bring back Bob Brown and, and the same, and what he said to Buzz Sawyer Blues Band, <laughs> he, might, he might have something. He might be able to draw more than that Flair Steamboat match, maybe. <laughs> Dude, I ain't never seen more empty seats. I think they charged the empty, empty seats $10. <laughs> like, like they, didn't they put that on TV? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Why would you put anything that happened in St. Louis? Like in the late eighties on TV, it's fucking depressing. Depressing. It was yes. embarrassing. It's like watching the uh, the like those last days of the AWA. Christ, the Tropicana. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when I when I used to see that stuff, man, I used to just be like, you know, and I, I, at that point, I was still a mark, right? Probably, mm-hmm. you know. I, I don't think I started getting the Observer until like 89, like late 89, 90. And I'm watching it and I'm just going, this is, this is brutal. Oh. Like, well, why are they putting this on there? It was like glow. <laughs> you know, there's an empty, you know how they say there's an ass every 18 inches? Yeah. Is an there's ass every 18 feet? Every 18 is an ass every 18 feet, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this match again, I wrote down not not good. I, I wasn't this match. I don't. This match, first of all, it kind of bored me. Secondly, most of my notes are about Joey's commentary. Like he takes a shot at uh, Sensational Sherry and says she's now into older men. I guess not a shot at her, but referring right. to the she, fact that. Well, I mean, it's a shot at her and Ric Flair because he's like she really likes. She either he wrote down she either really likes money or much much older men. He said much, much, much three times. Older men. I, I didn't hear either one in the comments because I'm sure I was too busy snickering at something else. You know, but I, I don't doubt you one bit that they made a comment about, about that. The match itself, like I said, I don't, there wasn't much to write about it. Um, I didn't write anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. I wrote Hughes Harris did. Boys versus Hughes and Shane. And the Bruce Brothers win, which was weird. I figured the Hughes and Douglas were going to go over um, because they've been building up how Mr. Hughes has got Shane Douglas's back or whatever. And then after the match, I put Hughes stands in the ring and rambles after the match. But <laughs> Is that just, what it was? That's what it <laughs> I thought he had a verbal seizure. <laughs> I think I, I heard. I, literally did. I think I heard Undertaker and Lex Luger in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, Undertaker. Yeah, I I literally was just watching it, and I, I kind of like got up because I had like put some like vegetable soup in the microwave, and I wanted to get it, and I came back and I heard blah 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 blah. Save him, Abby. <laughs> and I'm like, Mister Hughes is talking still, and I, I just went, I don't, you know, at that point, I didn't even grab the pen. I just figured I don't fucking know. One of you two guys will, will heard it, and you know, but neither one of you guys figured out what it was either. Nah, 
<laughs> I, I just put Mr. Hughes rambles after the match. So the 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 incoherent ramblings of Mr. Hughes um, <laughs> round out this segment. Aaron, did you have anything else on that one? I was just glad it was over. Same. So now we come to the Kane on a pole match, and what a shitty finish here, too. The Kane on a pole match between Sandman and Tommy Cairo, and I'm going to let Aaron start this one off. Well, when Bob Ortiz was trying to explain the rules, he sounded fucking confused. Like, he just sounded <laughs> lost. Like, he had no fucking idea. Like, oh, this is Kane's going to be up there, and these guys are going to fight for it. And I, He, you know, said, he right. said he had no fucking idea. <laughs> he just, I have no fucking idea what's going on with it. He worked there. <laughs> but him trying to explain it, man, he just was doing a terrible job. Um, I was also happy to see that Sandman got rid of his blouse and he's not wearing t-shirts. That was nice. I I don't. I, I really <laughs> didn't. I really didn't have much to say about this because I was still just like in disbelief at looking at their, their both of them two physiques. <laughs> just just going, you two are on television, you know? <laughs> Like I, the, I guess you can call it national television. And this was this was <clears throat> sorry, this was the big match, right? This is what we've been building to all this time. Two weeks ago, we saw them have a better match at that fruit market or wherever the fuck it was. Yeah. <laughs> this is supposed to be the <laughs> good the food one. court. Yes. <laughs> the food court match was better than the game <laughs> match. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I mean I mean, don't we say this like every week, Aaron? Like, Tommy Cairo's still there. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the this is the at, at this time this is the longest feud in ECW history at this oh, point in time. Well, that's that's Long something to behold, right there. Good um, lord! No, I think me and nine one one is. Yeah, but that that I mean, I don't know. I, I just I I I'm, I've I've had I've I've had enough. You know. I mean, I've had enough of Tommy Cairo being there because nothing they could, nothing they could do that he could do to get himself over has worked, right? Nope. Like, Nothing. has he done anything that you gave a shit about? No. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I didn't have to wrap my brain very Tommy long because you're right. had him on the show, mm-hmm. so it's nothing against him, but. Nothing he's done makes me give a shit about him whatsoever. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't I want him to get the shit beat out of him? Exactly. Like, like Aaron keeps saying, well, Sam is the baby anyway. face. Yeah. He's the heel anyway. Like he took the guy's wife and living in his house and drinking his fucking beer and shit. So yeah, I mean <laughs> and, and and Paul Bellows, the guy in the front row, still has a sign that says, Pay your fucking debt. <laughs> sign. Yeah, that, that, that spells baby face right there. The well, guy in the, the front row with the sign says, pay your debt, Tommy. The convoluted finish to this match involves essentially, I mean, we have Sandman chases Peaches, Cairo saves her, woman gets a cane from under the ring, and Sandman canes, canes Tommy Cairo. The point of the match is to be able to use the cane, yet at this point the referee calls it a no decision and throws the match out. Well, I mean, and, Tommy... Tommy Cairo's the top guy. Can't do the can't job. Go, yeah. Can't go having him do jobs. Sandman brought in an international cane. Wasn't the yeah. legal cane? <laughs> he, he's two hundred and forty-five pounds. They announced him, and I just hat. laughed. Hat. 
on a half. Fuck, when's so the last time Tommy Cairo? So, so when's the last time he weighed 245 pounds? <laughs> fucking Bob Ortiz was, was weigh, weighing in somebody else. I don't fucking know what he was saying. I'm like, did his, you know, he had furniture disease. His chest was in his drawers. So that's that. Tommy Cairo and Sandman. Terribly uh, not good. Um, the next How about that belly had, to back, though? The one I that... Either I didn't notice or I just didn't write it down. Down. <clears throat> yeah, Cairo gave, gave Hack a fucking belly back. And it was like one of them ones that were like, like I, you know, I, I, for lack of a better word or better explanation, I called it the independent belly to back. Because <laughs> he dumped him, like dumped him on his head, you know? And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I cringe going, there's fucking no way. Like, uh, honestly, if I would have been, if I would have been him, I would have no no sold that shit and got up faster than him, and then kicked him in the head for like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? You know, lack of yeah, for lack of professionalism there. No, but well, I didn't yeah, even notice that. To be honest, with him. Him. you know, if you don't know what you're doing, then don't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell me you're going to give me a a belly to back suplex and. Next thing I know, I'm folded up like a fucking wallet over here. And, you know, and and luckily for me, I've had it enough times and none of it's going to kill you. Like people that get hurt in the wrestling business are just people that don't want to be in the wrestling business. You know, Mm -hmm. I've had it all. I've had everything, everything. I've been dumped on my head multiple times. I've been shit on the floor with chairs and everything else. I've never fucking, I never cried about it. You know what I mean? Right. Never. <laughs> like, why would I? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm used to watching wrestling where George Daniel Steele gives a guy a flying hammerlock and the guy leaves with his arm dislocated and his legs are amputated, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's wrestling. This shit is going to happen to you. So, it's going. You're bound to get hurt at some point. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, dumping the guy like he dumped the guy right, like right on his head, and it, it was kind of like um, they were both at fault. Because mm-hmm. the other guy could have rode his shoulders higher, and and the other guy could have dumped him, at, you know, at a better angle, but. It was what it was. <laughs> it was not good. Well, the next matchup here, and I have a question. I have a question about this. It just if you guys think that I'm off base or whatever, it You're is off the public. Base. <laughs> Thank you. He's white. <laughs> the, the, the public enemy against Terry and Dory Funk. He's white. And and I think this match probably came off better in the arena than it did on TV. Oh, you ain't fucking kidding me, dude. Because it seemed it seemed like a lot of what was cool was actually happening off camera. Um, uh, are you going to let her? So, what do you think, Aaron? Um, go ahead, go ahead, Aaron. I'm getting a beer, so go ahead. I just thought the match, like it wasn't. It didn't come off very very good on TV, and you're probably right. It was probably better to see it in the building, and and I don't know. I just like 
it was it was more of an in in the arena. Like you're saying, like people were going there to see. They wanted to see Terry Funk and Dory Funk. You know what I mean, and just on TV, it just came across as kind of blah. Well, especially when they spent Rocco and Terry Funk go outside the ring where there's no camera and no lighting, and they they're bloodying each other. But what we're seeing on TV is Dory Funk and Johnny Grunge. Just laying there, essentially, like you know what I mean. Like Dory Funk's kind of giving him little pepper shots or whatever, but they, the all the exciting shit happened out of the ring and off camera. Hmm. Dude, I, I, thought, I, I thought the question you were going to ask was was Dory Funk born forty two years old? <laughs> well, that that was an old like that was an old Bill After joke in like nineteen eighty four. Like. I remember seeing that in an old After magazine about Dory Funk being born in his 40s. I didn't know that. I just... <laughs> I guess like, I, I mean... That is Bill Abner. <laughs> dude, on, on, my, on my paper, I, I have it down that that was a bucket list for me. Like, I had to meet Dory Funk. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in, in the lock, you know, in the locker room, the backstage is so big. Like, you know, you guys have probably never been backstage or never been there at all, but it's huge. Like, it's a big, gigantic opening, and all you do is find your little spot, you know, to where you're going to get ready at and shit. And then you may walk around, and I walked, I was walking around, and I ran into Dory. And I, he was just sitting there, and I'm looking at him, and I put my, I waved my hands in front of his face, like, are you awake? <laughs> You know, kind of thing, <laughs> and and he kind of grabbed my arm, and he's like, "Can I help you?" And I said, "No, I'm 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 here to try to help you. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure you're awake." I had I even had the little um doctor's stethoscope around my, my neck. Put just a mirror under your nose. <laughs> yeah. Brought some, <laughs> and, brought some smelling salts. Just yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I, I want to make sure you're awake. <laughs> and and I mean. He's totally different than Terry. You know, Terry will walk around and he'll watch the monitor mm-hmm. and he'll give, he'll talk to the boys when they get back and tell them, oh, this is what I would have done. Dory's just sitting there. Like, I almost don't know whether he's dreaming about buying a Cadillac or a pussy. Like, I can't figure out what he's dreaming about. <laughs> you know, he's just staring aimlessly. At the world, <laughs> you know, like, what am I doing here? How did I get here? And I guess that's what Marty's for, right? Yep. <laughs> you got to have a handler, I guess. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm assuming she's not a friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I'm, think she's I'm a pretty, friend of anybody. I'm, I'm, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure she hasn't heard of it. And even if she has, we probably wouldn't care. No, she would. Because she would fucking shit on us. She shits on anybody. Like, I, that's a, that's the amazing thing about Facebook is that you could do that shit, and you're just going, well, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> you know, nobody's shitting on any, and, and it, you make, you know, it, it's kind of a backhand compliment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she'll fucking go off on anybody. And I tried to like be nice to her by saying something about Dory, like a few years, a couple years ago, or whatever. And she went off on me, and I'm just going, like, but I put him over. 
<laughs> What's your fucking problem? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't like his little curly cue thing at the top of his head. Why did he shave that? And she made a big deal about it. Fuck Marty Funk. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> fucking MRI, MR, M-A-R-T-I, Funk you. <laughs> That'd be the name of the show. Fuck Marty Funk. Yeah, that, that shit is like, I mean, she's not in the business. She wasn't. She wasn't in the business. All she did was walk walk this corpse around to drive him to the fucking airports. You know, get him in the fucking airplane. To go was essentially money. she was essentially metal maniac. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't. But she didn't even fuck him. <laughs> at least metal maniac fuck Snuka. I mean, at least out of money. <laughs> I don't know about other ways. I just, could you imagine as bad as Dory Funk is in the ring in 1994, imagine him in bed. <laughs> like, it's just like the lock. It's just like you were describing in the locker room. He's just sitting at the corner of the bed. <laughs> yeah. Staring, staring into nowhere. Like every, every like 30 seconds, he gives her a forearm. <laughs> Grab the hold. Grab the hold. You got me. You got me picturing now the uh, the scene from Forrest Gump when Forrest is <laughs> sitting outside while his mom's getting humped by the principal or whatever. <laughs> he's got his wiener in her while he's giving her the, the, the step over to hold. Like it's just sitting. His wiener's just sitting there in her <laughs> while he's giving her a step over to hold, and that's how he thrusts. <laughs> Absolutely no expression on his face. Yeah, and, and the girl don't even know that she's being violated. Unbelievable! <laughs> I mean, poor Derry Funk is—is is he still alive? Derry Funk? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, we shouldn't talk bad about him then, because I—I I don't want to run into him. Matter the, of fact, uh, I don't want—I don't want to run into him, run into him or Marty, because I'm afraid of getting sued by Marty, but I'm afraid of getting beat up by Dory. What would you do if you got into a fight with Dory Funk? Like, like, how would you react to it? I guess I'd just let him put me in the step over. I guess. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, clearly, you would have to be like, "What the fuck?" You know, what are you going to do? Something's happening, but I'm not quite sure what's happening. It's going so slowly. I don't. Yeah. Know. You, you're getting the uppercuts, the forearms. <laughs> and you're like, this old man, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> and then you got to describe him to the cop. He's an old guy with a little curly thing on the front of his head. Yeah. He looks like the lemon head on the old candy box. Oh, good night. You described Dory Funk to an old 1980s candy box with <laughs> lemon heads. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I wasn't quite going to bury him that bad. But I, I would much rather bury him in the fact that he's married to Marty. Lem- old lemon head funk. <laughs> lemon head funk. <laughs> Well, I think we figure the name of this show out. <laughs> so this this match has another another convoluted finish. <laughs> Dory tries to pin Johnny, 
And Terry counts the three, which I guess doesn't count. Did that uh, have Paul, anything to do with the chair shot that Dory did? Yes. That was oh, terrible. God. Awful. <laughs> Polly and 911 come out. I, I, I'm sorry. I got lost in the plot here if there is one, folks. He chokes 911 choke slams the ref. Then Terry counts a three on Johnny. And then Polly, or, okay. I got lost. I'm <laughs> come sorry. on, get it I'm together. Lost, lost in my own goddamn notes here. Um, the, essentially I get, I get what I get to this is, this is a no finish because Dora or Terry winds up hanging Rocco from the Eagle's nest from his feet. And that's that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, it was confusing to me what was going on. Like I said, it seemed like everything that was really good happened off camera. This was not what I expected, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I still rather go back to the chair shot. Because didn't Dory just put the chair on the guy's head? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awful. It was he just kind of laid it there, <laughs> like he kind of like picked it up like he was going to swing it, and kind of like just set it there. <laughs> this yeah. is chair tech on your head. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, but um, after that, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what, what we're talking about. Trying to wrap up this matchup. Aaron, did oh. you have anything left on it? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, it's just, it, it was everywhere, it, and it was, everything was going on, and nothing was going on all at the same time. Like, yeah. It was just. Yeah, folks- could you imagine being there at the arena? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The people in the crowd have been losing their fucking minds because they're seeing Terry Funk and Rocco doing all this crazy shit, but what you saw on TV was just. Try. I don't want to say well, try. Well, that's when they did the big spot off the off the whatever it's called, right? Yeah, the, the Eagles. Um, yeah, the but they also whatever fought, nest, whatever the fuck. The two, <laughs> the two of them fought outside the ring for an amazing amount of time during the match um, off camera, and then they come back and they're like bloody. But you didn't get to see on camera or on the show what happened, how they got bloodied. Nothing see, like none of that we, was, we, was. We didn't get. We didn't get to see the two good guys of the team. Like, and I don't mean like good guys. I mean like the two guys that I actually maybe want to watch wrestle from these these teams fight each other. But you got to watch Johnny Grunge and and Lemonhead Funk just kind of roll around. <laughs> Lemonhead Funk. Oh, good lord! He does look like the Lemonhead guy. Now that you mention it, yeah, he does look like Lemonhead Funk. <laughs> That's my new favorite band. <laughs> and up next, yeah, Rockin' Rebel. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Lemonhead Funk. I just found out they're opening for uh, the Buzz Sawyer Bob Brown band. <laughs> the Buzz Sawyer band. <laughs> the Buzz Sawyer Bob Brown band. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking doozy. Open that, an that act. Better be a festival. Le- open an act, Lemonhead Funk. Oh, are you are you going? <laughs> I and, and what would you do if a special guest singer was Brett Sawyer? And then he he, he there. I'm not really a Sawyer. <laughs> Jesus, you, you're bringing up you're bringing up names that uh, of guys that I want to get shirts of. <laughs> Dude, I gotta have a, I gotta get a Bob Brown shirt. Was he big in your territory? Not that I know of. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said not, not that I know of. <laughs> 
he, he wasn't anybody in my territory, like up here. Not a, he didn't work for anybody up here. So it wasn't until I started getting the Central States that I saw Bulldog Bob Brown. I was just like, oof. There's a there's a reason probably why he's not on my TV up here. Terrible. Mikey Whipwreck, Mikey Whipwreck, and Rockin' Rebel is next for the ECW TV title. Mikey and the Rebel. Um, one funny line as as Rebels beating Mikey up. Uh, Joey does call it child abuse, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the way he said it. It was his cadence. Mm-hmm. Like this is child abuse. <laughs> like if somebody was just like scrolling the fucking channels, and they just like, like nobody does. Nobody scrolls the channels and stops on it, you know. But yeah, he, that- they they scroll the channels and hear this is child abuse <laughs> in a wrestling ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and Joey's making it sound like it's bloody murder out there. Well, I, which I guess it, in a sense it was. Yeah, I mean the the um, the gist of the match, of course, is that much like with what we've seen with Mikey, is Rebel is beating him up, you know, and, and having the hundred percent of the offense of the match. Um, but then Jason trips Jason trips Mikey Whipwreck as Mikey's going off the ropes. But Mikey clotheslines Jason off the apron, and Jason accidentally hits Rebel with a chair, um, <clears throat> and then gets brought into the ring. I still this can't even believe Rebel's still there. <laughs> this whole thing's uh, that, going on. That's, that's the that's the biggest elephant in the room. What the fuck is this guy still doing there? Now I think if. I'm not. I don't want. I'm not going to say. I think he's gone now because <laughs> next week he'll be, in a yeah, fucking, he'll be in a fucking match with Shane Douglas or something. But um, he's definitely out of his tag team with the Pitbull since uh, we have another Pitbull now. So that's over with. Well, wow, that was, was good. Mikey, Mikey retains his title. Um, you're, talk, you're talking about this is when this is when two debuts. Right? Yeah, he's back out. Actually, he, he, we saw him earlier. Now him and Pitbull Number One are back out. Um, Taz comes out to help Mikey, and I actually wrote down this was pretty effective because they beat up Taz and leave him laying. So he actually got the heel heat instead of letting Taz get his his um, heat. Back yeah, but they also didn't night. make Taz look bad either. No, no, not at all. Because you know, Taz, essentially- like Taz, fought him all the way outside, right? Mm-hmm. He fought he's essentially, floor, fight, he's essentially you know? fighting four guys. Yeah, and he's fighting the rebel, I mean, the pit bulls, and Jason. Yeah, seriously, Bob Ortiz could beat up Taz in the real fight. <laughs> so yeah, I mean they they made Taz the character look as strong as they possibly could. I, I'm I'm just mm-hmm. I'm thinking right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like I said, unlike in the past that they've done a couple of these things where they do a beat down, but then the baby face. The baby face is back on his feet and the heels are running by the end of the segment, which, you know, that's kind of short term booking, really. In this instance, like you said, Chad, they gave him he got a good fight in, but they left him laying in the end. So now we want to see him get his revenge instead of, oh, he already got his revenge. Why should I give a shit? That's dusty. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like. 
it, it, you know, it's not like you're reinventing the wheel or anything, but it, 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 it's not like Dusty created it, but you no, know, it's just that Dusty did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's been done before, but D- Dusty just made a habit out of doing it. A lot. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. It was like bills. They were just coming every single day. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do a fuck finish, and and you know, but it, but it saves it saves everybody, but it also kills the territory, mm-hmm. which we it's it's already proven, right? We haven't we don't even need to go into a podcast about you know the death of any of these companies because we just saw it. Yeah, we watched it. <laughs> yeah, you, as it was happening. Yeah, you, you know, you beat these guys into powder and stuff, and then you all of a sudden you think Ronnie Garvin's the answer. What's the matter? <laughs> I mean, Ronnie, I, I've been to a I've been to a bazillion trivia contest places. I go to them all the time, like wrestling trivia down the street and stuff. Ronnie Garvin's never been an answer. To any of the questions that were asked, and I don't think it's going to start now. <laughs> yeah, the time the time is over. The time is up for that. <laughs> Ronnie Garvin, who is Ronnie Garvin? And, and and the guy on Jeopardy goes, "That's what I want to know." Who the fuck is Ronnie Garvin? <laughs> Could you imagine if you watch Jeopardy and the question is, um, he beat Randy Savage for the ICW title and. 1979 and some fucking hambone just yells out who is Ronnie Garvin and then this, you just hear that's what I want to know this 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 uh, Canadian in a trucker cap accidentally became the NWA champion in 1987 and somebody hits the button and then and then the other people look at him because they knew the answer they just didn't want to be the guy that said it <laughs> I didn't want like, to be the they, guy they who they just look at stupid like I'm not saying it <laughs> fucking Ronnie who is uh, I would be the guy that fucks up and go who is Jimmy Garvin he's much cooler than Ronnie Garvin the only, the only good thing about Ronnie Garvin is he could fly himself like to East Town and imagine how cool that would be to not have to go to airports and shit, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you, know, you got you got your little puddle jumper there, and you take one or two of your buddies. I don't, I don't, I have no idea who Ronnie Garvin was cool with. I'm assuming if he had a plane, he what he's probably either taking like Crockett or some of them other guys there, like top guys kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's flying, and I'm just like, dude, all you guys are on cocaine and shit. <laughs> so if I was if I was one of them guys, I'd be like, no. <laughs> I'll make I'll drive my rented car, you know, three hundred miles to the next town because I'm not going to get thirty thousand feet in the air with this fucking goof. He said, "Man, it was a hands of stone. He's a one man gang. <laughs> He's got hands of stones and bricks of coke. He he worked for the Paphos." <laughs> This guy ain't got a lick of sense. What's the matter with him? <laughs> my plan B is to not get on that plane, Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> yeah. My plan B is not even look at that plane. <coughs> like, I don't even know where that plane's at. <laughs> I'll take a cab. 
Yeah, but you're like you're going from Louisville to <laughs> you're going to Louisville to Memphis. I don't give a shit if it's 280 miles. It, it beats fucking getting in an airplane with Ronnie Garvin. Hands of stone and, and wings of shit. Our main event here at the Hostile City Showdown is the much anticipated matchup between Sabu and Cactus Jack. The and, edited version. Yes, the edited. Yes, it is the edited version. The they show more of the aftermatch, or what have you, than they do of the actual match. What they showed was really good. Did you guys think this match lived up to the hype? Uh, I mean, in which format? The TV version? Yeah, no, I mean, it, to be TV. honest with you, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever seen the unedited version. All I think all I've ever seen is this version of that match myself. On TV, I didn't. I, I cut. I turned it off. Okay. Like as soon as it came on, I was like, "Yeah, Cactus and Sabu." I remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't. I didn't really need to watch it, and I definitely didn't need to watch it in the what you said seven minute format. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they show. Yeah, they show pretty. No, yeah, they show pretty much like seven minutes of match, and then the ten minutes of the after match, or what have you. Um, that is very very convoluted but um they have they have what i think is 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 a very good good good, good uh, a good match aaron is that good you think? yeah that's a good uh, well i don't think it was good as you thought. <laughs> um i thought it was probably unedited it probably was really good but what they presented on tv was kind of a letdown and i didn't like the finish yeah it was all sabu highlights right uh, yeah, pretty much. And then, like I said, I, I didn't like. Oh, this hardcore, the, the the hardcore of the hardcore. Cactus Jack is coming, and he gets taken out by Polly's phone. That's <laughs> <laughs> like okay, finish. I think. Well, obviously, that phone must have had thumbtacks in it because there's no <laughs> way that that, that uh, you know. Like I said, I I didn't even watch the match because at that point I was so like, you're you're, you're killing me with this nonsense, and. I knew that anything that had cactus in it wasn't going to be bad, even if it did have Sabu in it. I, I knew it wasn't going to be terrible, you know? Right. And then Philadelphia, you know, in 94, them people were going to eat that shit up. They, they could have went out there and just fucking took a dump in the middle of the ring. Right. And the crowd yeah. was no, Yeah, popped. you're right. They just still popped. <laughs> Really good dump. Yeah, they give really, a good dump. <laughs> really good dump. Really good dump. Holy That's shit. a good dump. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> From the shit? <laughs> well, not that you already just dumped it. <laughs> you don't have it anymore. You just plopped it. You just dumped it. <laughs> yeah, you just dumped it. <laughs> I love this show. Um, the There's a lot going on with the aftermatch of this contest um shane douglas is out mr hughes is out the bruise brothers are out um and that's then Pauly's, that's paulie's dusty finish like every show ends with all these people running out and you know what i mean like every mm-hmm. show you can tell it's like paulie came up with the end of it it's some big ass fucking brawl at the end of it well because paulie didn't want paulie didn't want to i mean i, I don't want to say for lack of a better word but he didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So he didn't want to fuck people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As and, far as the 
I'm sorry, Chad. I mean, I mean, out of all, all the guys that are there, you know, that we had no idea at this point whether or not the Bruce brothers are coming back. And you know what I mean? So why, you know, we had no, we had no, I, I don't know. And I don't think Paul knew. So why would you fuck them? Cause if you fuck them, then you already killed them, you know? Right. You've already, you've mm-hmm. already bushwhacked them. So why do that? So it kind of, he kind of always left the door open, so to speak, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and, his closing, his closing promo here. Unless Aaron, unless you had anything else on the actual match segment, etc. Uh, no, just that they did. I think um, the only thing to know is that they they did plant the seeds for the Douglas Cactus Jack thing that's going to be coming up, mm-hmm. where Cactus stopped. Um, they didn't say why, but they just he uh, Douglas stopped Curtis Hughes from beating up Cactus Jack and Joey, being like, "Why do you Mr. Laugh? Hughes is still there." Yep. He appeared Good twice. Night. This company just don't fucking move on, do they? <laughs> Fuck. I mean, every the, single week, Rock and Rebel has a job. Mr. Hughes is still. Come on. Who, am I still there? Hunter Q. Oh, he, he's not there. The two promos. <laughs> the two promos that end the show are really good. Really fucking good promos. Um, Cactus Jack cuts a promo, essentially putting over Sabu. Like his, his, the gist of it is, I thought I was the most hardcore wrestler, the most death-defying wrestler in the world, but it turns out I'm not, and because I was until I met Sabu. This is also the promo where he spits on the WCW tag title, which gives, gets, gets him in fired. hot water. Yes, gets I him was in there. hot water and fired from WCW. Oh, you were there when there. he did that one. That's awesome. I saw it. It was about. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, I it's it's kind of before cell phones, mm-hmm. so I think I looked at my watch. I think it was like three thirty in the morning, or if not even later than that, because you know we sat back and watched everybody do promos, right? And Jack did about ten of them, and you know, and I was trying to leave, but Paul always kept telling me, "No, stick around," you know, and. I mean, I didn't know why, but he wanted me to watch and learn. Yep. But watching and learning at three o'clock in the morning, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> and, when and when your mind isn't eternal cocaine like Paul Heyman's. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm tired, man. You know, <laughs> there's got to be a rat out there for me. Somewhere at the Radisson. <laughs> They're like when I, I'm gonna walk into the lobby, there's gonna be some Klingon broad. She's gonna look like fucking dewdrop. But <laughs> and well, that's all that's out here. I got dewdrop. <laughs> Whatever. But but you know you know yeah I mean them them promos Cactus did. Oh my god, Nate! I'm not kidding. He must have done seven, eight, nine of them. Like, wow. at, and and at the, at the same time, mm-hmm. like after he would cut that one, and then he would do another one. It'd be it'd be similar, and then he might change something up, or Paul would say, "All right, you know, do something for Jim Thorpe." You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> but he would literally just sit there for hours, and and he would just do these promos, and everybody would just sit there and just stare off. I don't know who everybody was, but me would just sit there and stare at him. You know, mm-hmm. like this fucking guy. 
A, co- a combination of being exhausted and mesmerized, I'm assuming. I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, you, you'll you'll learn by it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you were sick of it. <laughs> like, fuck this. I ain't got time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I got choke slammed twice by 911 tonight. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, me and Mikey got shit to do. <laughs> we're playing Pinochle. Well, overall, like, why, guys, why all the other guys are in the at the bar doing whatever? Me and Mikey are upstairs in our room playing pinochle. Well, as long as Mikey likes it, I have no idea. Fuck Mikey. <laughs> so overall, guys, I was I thought this this show was a little bit of a letdown compared to the hype that that you know I that it received and what you were expecting. Because I if I have seen it, I haven't seen it in twenty years, so I didn't remember much of what went down or the finishes. I just thought that a lot of the finishes were convoluted. The matches weren't wonderful. Um, but overall, what did you think, Chad, of, of this show? I'm actually going to go – I'm going to go a little different with you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do I always say? These shows are just fucking awful, rotten, garbage kind of thing. It was awful, rotten, garbage. It, it was. But it had, like, moments. Mm-hmm. That you think like, all right, uh, this is cool, you know, this is good. Like they, they had, it had good things. So if I had to give it a a great schedule, I would say it was probably like like a C, C plus even. Mm-hmm. Definitely an improvement over the past. Oh, for the TV product, yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, the TV product, they haven't even got anything above a go fuck yourself, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, for me, as far as the rating, yeah. So, as far as a big show, yeah, I would think, I would think it was a C somewhere in that, in that area. And I will say again, just to reiterate, just like I said about a couple of the matches and stuff, I'm sure that this show came off much better in the arena than it did on TV too. Oh, I, I, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Cause I, I was there. Aaron, 100%. what did you think? I, I, I can totally agree that when I was there, like, I don't know why it didn't come off like it did on TV. I, I don't know whether that was, you know, because Paul was paying a fucking, you know, fucking outlaw mud show, you know, production people to do it. But it was not mic'd well at all for TV. Aaron, what did you think overall of the show? Who cares what Aaron thinks? Yeah, who cares what I think? <laughs> he's not even here anymore. He's the only one showing you still. I haven't heard him in 10 minutes. Just letting you guys talk. I didn't really have much to say. I mean, it's just, it, it was kind of a show that it was what it was. It didn't really live up to the hype that we've been watching for the last two months or however long we've been going into this thing. But, I mean, it wasn't anything where I, when I was done watching it, I was like, yeah, it's fucking trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it was just kind of a show that was just there. I'm going to fucking go on MySpace and tell everybody what I think. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it, it just kind of was what it was. And was yeah, this so, was, I mean, was I guess about a C, you know? like Yeah. And was, you know, this the, I mean, was, this, was this the debut of that ring? I don't remember that ring up until this point with, like, the... The ring? Yeah. No, that ring's been there. All right. Maybe it's just been that's, a minute since I'd watched the Ted, that, that was Ted Petty's ring. Yeah, Rocco Rock's ring. When I get you in my ring. All right, everybody. We want to thank you for joining us again this week on Reliving the Extreme. 
Um, if you have not yet, please do join our Facebook group and check out our social medias. Of course, you can follow Chad on Twitter at if Chad Austin Thank you for joining us, everybody, this week on Reliving the Extreme. <laughs> and we will see you again next time around. Have a great week. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved.